the world of Sonic the Hedgehog, a new hero arrives. I am ready. Is there anyone stronger? No. Tougher? No. Funnier? I do not make jokes. I make warriors. Knuckles, now streaming only on Paramount+. Plus. Yes! You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app. Let's talk two-star pitchers and sleeper hitters for Week 22, up next on Fantasy Baseball Today in 5. Welcome into FBT in 5 on Friday, August 18th. I am Frank Sample, joined by Scott White, and let's talk about the schedule for Week 22. Seven teams with seven games next week. The Red Sox, Cubs, White Sox, Reds, Astros, A's, and Pirates. We have 22 teams with six games. One unlucky team with five games, the Milwaukee Brewers. And if you're wondering about the Rockies, they play six games, all of them on the road, unfortunately. Starters sit these two-star pitchers, and the Red Sox rotation is kind of in flux right now. I think Tanner Houck's going to be back on Monday, but there's a chance that James Paxton has two starts, one at the Astros and one at home against the Dodgers. Your thoughts? Yeah, I would lean yes on him. He hasn't been quite as good lately, but he hasn't. He hasn't been getting knocked around either, like we've seen for pitchers like Jesus Lazardo. Mostly just the starts have been on the shorter side. I know these are two tough matchups, but I still lean yes on James Paxton. Bailey Ober has a 6.63 ERA over his last four starts, and next week he's at the Brewers and home against the Rangers. Also hasn't been as sharp lately, and in Ober's case, he is well over his previous high in innings. So you can you could understand why things might unravel for him to close out the season. But I think there've been enough good starts recently amid the bad ones that uh, I'll, I'll stick with them for two starts. Bryce Elder has a 6.37 ERA over his last seven starts and he is facing the Mets and at the Giants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a rough stretch prior to a bounce back start last time out. And you know, even if he pitches well, it's it's probably going to be with a low number of strikeouts. So, do you want to take the ERA and WHIP risk in a roto league, even without the strikeout upside? I don't think I would. I'm I'm going to leave Bryce Elder for points leagues this week. All right, let's slide over to the two star pitchers that we can add and stream for next week. Who are they? So, I'm pretty much only recommending this group for points leagues. Of course, if you're chasing wins and strikeouts specifically, you might consider them in a Roto League, but um, they're not a particularly high upside group. They include Zach Littell, who's pitched well for the Rays and his matchups this week, both home against the Rockies, against the Yankees. Those are good matchups. Graham Ashcraft has pitched very well of late, but in a way that I don't really buy, and I think it could all fall apart spectacularly. Matchups this week are pretty tough at the Angels, at the Diamondbacks. But if you're looking to maximize volume in a points league, Ashcraft is going to be one of your better options this week. Uh, Jose Urquidy looked very good in his last start. He gets the Red Sox, who have kind of struggled of late, and then he's at the Tigers. Very good matchup there. 
Paul Blackburn of the A's. Can't expect him to get much run support. Wins, you know, that, that might be tough. But his matchups this week against the Royals and at the White Sox. And also, he's just had his share of good starts this year. He's actually been pretty effective. So Paul Blackburn, not a bad choice for points leagues. Mike Clevenger, this is the biggest risk of all. His last two starts were good, but it's not like he was missing bats the way we saw retro Mike Clevenger do. I'm pretty skeptical of it, but his matchups are against the Mariners and against the A's. It's pretty favorable. If you're feeling lucky, Mike Clevenger might be an okay choice. I do want to get to sleeper hitters, so I'll quickly run through your single start streamers for next week. You've got Cole Reagans at the Oakland A's, Chase Silseth at the Mets, Seth Lugo at home against the Marlins, Kyle Hendricks at the Pirates, and Ranger Suarez at home against the Cardinals. I will just say quickly, those top three, Reagan, Silseth, and Lugo, I like them more than any of the two start sleepers we just went over. The best hitter matchups for next week, the Oakland A's, followed by the Pirates, Cubs, Mariners, and Nationals. The worst hitter matchups, Brewers, Giants, Twins, Red Sox, and the Padres. With that being said, Scott, your sleeper hitters for next week, starting with someone we talk a lot about. Zach Geloff, yeah. Clearly, he hasn't slowed down yet. I'm still skeptical he can sustain close to this level of production. But there are some pretty good underlying indicators, too, amid some discouraging ones. And his matchups this week, A's have the most favorable ones. So why would you sit him? I cannot recommend sitting him this week. Zach Geloff. Uh, next two here on the list, Marcelo Zuna, Chaz McCormick. It's really more of a case of, okay, their team's matchups aren't bad, and they've been so good for so long. You know, it's a wonder they even qualify for this list, but they do. So Zuna McCormick, good starts. Uh, Josh Bell's look good since being acquired from the Marlins. So has Jake Berger. Their matchups are pretty good this week. Uh, you mentioned the Nationals have the fifth best hitter matchups. Kieber Ruiz, who has been a rising star at catcher lately, I would say, and is still available in 40% of CBS Sports Leagues. And also Joey Manessis has been hot. I think they make for fine plays from the Nationals lineup. I'll mention one more here, Kebrian Hayes of the Pirates, who's been swinging a hot bat of late. They have the second-best hitter matchups, as you mentioned, Frank, and um, four of them are against lefties. Four of their seven games are against lefties. Kebrian Hayes' numbers are especially good against them. Just one last quick point, because I know we've we've talked a lot about Spencer Torkelson and Kerry Carpenter lately. I like them both, generally speaking, but they have a full week of home games. And that's actually an issue for players on the Tigers. If you look at those two players, home away splits, Torkelson and Carpenter. I'm not saying they're must-sit, but if you do have alternatives, it's 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 a week to consider them as hot as they've been. All right. For more extensive fantasy baseball coverage, listen to the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, the Odyssey app, or anywhere else podcasts are found. Thanks for listening to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5, and we'll be back again tomorrow. Bye-bye. When you have sports mixed with your pop culture, along with humor and celebrity interviews, your earbuds are enjoying the Rich Eisen Show. Dan Orlovsky, are you still a Jaden Daniels is the best quarterback available in the draft guy? I think the three things that make it stand out for me are, number one, I think his ball placement for his man coverage is the best in the draft. Every quarterback in the NFL is accurate. He's got the best on tape. Number two, most transferable stuff to the NFL. And then I think the third thing is pocket peace. Search for the Rich Eisen Show on YouTube or wherever you listen.